SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Tuesday, November 8th, Election Day. How about that? I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. you want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Are the bills in trouble? Was it the right move? Uh, talk about writing your own pink slip. Warriors are back or are they? What's wrong with the teacups? LeBronless Lakers get whacked. The idiot head coaches remain in the NFL. College basketball season gets underway with a bang and bird brains running Major League Baseball. We'll get to all those stories plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, no opposite picks today because the NBA decided that uh, they're going to turn down their uh, sports uh, because it's election day. So we have a couple, really, not that many college basketball games either. Got a decent amount of hockey games, but not enough to really do. You got to do at least five picks for it to really be opposite. So uh, unfortunately, no opposite picks today, but it'll uh, resume tomorrow. Uh, Where there's no uh, action, uh, you can't put any money down, right? Uh, You got the ESPN there with the call. Justin Houston with the pick. Andy Dalton, uh, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, saying that uh, the Ravens deserve to win. And boy, did they. They outplayed New Orleans. And, uh, you know, originally I saw that little quote, and I thought it was going to say that they, meaning the Saints, deserve to win. But obviously that was not the case last night. And really, you know, when you think about it, this was a no-brainer. We hit the uh, game, my boys, the under. I still don't understand. Sometimes these lines, I, I don't get it. I mean, it was at 46 and it went up to 46 and a half. Who in their right mind is betting an over on a Ravens-Saints game when the Saints' best offensive weapon, or at least one of the top two, Michael Thomas, is now out? You got a a should-be backup quarterback starting for New Orleans. The Ravens don't have any running back to speak of outside of Kenyon Drake, who's been bounced around the league here. Uh, And you got their best receiver, I'll say, Mark Andrews out. I mean, who's betting the over in that game? I don't care if they put it at 20, I'm betting the under, right? So it's it's funny. Sometimes you want to try and read these lines and say, oh, they're suckering you're in. And, you know, and the line did go from 46 to 46 and a half. So people must have been betting the over, and you think, okay, somebody knows something, right? So I love the under, but I'm going to bet the over too because everyone else is betting the over, right? Yeah, more times it's kind of it's a lot like, not kind of. It is exactly like opposite picks. You really have to buy into these line movements, or you don't. It's one or the other. You know, opposite picks. You either buy in and do the opposite pick all the time, or you don't, and you just do my real plays, if you will. If you start picking and choosing on which one, you'll drive yourself nuts because you'll end up picking the wrong one. And same thing with these line movements. You know, if, if you blindly just say, all right, I'm just going to go whatever I want. I don't care what the line does. I really don't. Then okay. In the end, it'll turn out to be 50-50. And if you, if you go with the line movements, then you need to do it all the time. And in the end, it's like 50-50. There were a couple of years because I keep track of all the stats of, you know, overs and unders and favorites and this and that, right? And there were two years where I, like, said, all right, what's the sucker line? And I'm looking at this line, and I'm like, wow, like Dolphins this week. 
brought this up during last night's show, which five people heard because we weren't really on Sirius XM. So I said, why are the Dolphins a four-point favorite this week? I mean, think about it. They were a four, four-and-a-half-point favorite at Detroit. They were a four, four-and-a-half-point favorite at uh, at Chicago. Now they're home against three-and-five Cleveland, and they're only a four-point favorite. That seems kind of weird. Now, Cleveland may be a little better than Chicago and Detroit, but it's still Cleveland. It's still Jacoby Brissett. Why would they be four-point favorites on the road and not, not like a six- or seven-point home favorite against a lousy team at home, right? That line doesn't make any sense to me. So, But you either buy into that stuff or or you don't, or you just say it's a gift from the boys in Vegas. What are we going to tell you? They're making a mistake. But when you start going back and forth and trying to figure out which ones you want to buy into, and so that was an easy winner to me, although we did have to sweat it out. You know, thanks to uh, you know a couple of late turnovers and a couple of late touchdowns by Baltimore, um, had they not gotten the first down like they did, in fact they got two first downs, they would have punted the ball back to New Orleans with a couple of minutes left, and uh, I, I could just see the Saints going down the field for an oh by the way touchdown, and this thing ending up twenty seven twenty. So, um, but that was not the case. Baltimore got a couple of first downs. Bird brain head coach uh, Dennis Allen. Now, forget about who's playing. If I told you that your team is down two touchdowns, was down three touchdowns, four minutes left to go, you would think, right, if I said, are you going to kick off or are you going to do an onside kick? I would think most with four minutes left down two touchdowns would do an onside kick, right? Not uh, that boy wonder Dennis Allen. He kicks the ball deep. Saints never get the ball back. Actually, they got it back for one play. What are you doing, Dennis? What are you doing? Stupid head coaching. Amazing. In play sports tonight. All right. Opposite picks continue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It is Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. I, I don't get this Saints team. Uh, that is Dennis Allen on whether he thought he was going to make a quarterback switch last night, which he did not, and uh, whether he's going to have a quarterback switch uh, going forward, which it doesn't appear to be the case either for the New Orleans Saints. I, I don't understand. What in the world did Jameis Winston do? to bury him so deep on the depth charts that you're going to keep him on the bench. I'm not saying he's the greatest thing in the world, but clearly Andy Dalton is not your answer for the New Orleans Saints, right? I mean, clearly. He's a nice backup at this point in his career. He had a decent little career, helped the Bungles get to the playoffs year in, year out. Got to give him credit for that. Never could win a playoff game, but it is what it is. It's the Bungles. So, you know, he's had his five minutes of fame in the NFL. Now he's bouncing around. Dallas last year didn't get it done. Now he's with the Saints, and he's going to remain your starting quarterback when you have Jameis Winston. And again, not that Winston's the greatest thing in the world, but he's there. You're paying him. Go find out what you have in him. All right, he got hurt earlier in the year. I get that, but he's seemingly back healthy. So why would he not get a chance? I mean, this team stinks. I don't get it. And what is Taysom Hill? You're paying a guy two. You're paying him $10 million, Taysom Hill. $10 million. He had two touches last night. What is he doing on the team if you're not going to utilize him? 
to the best of his ability. I, I mean, are you kidding me? What would, I know this is not the contract that you know Dennis Allen gave out. I get that. This is just a short, you know, uh, um, it's a previous regime, if you will, Sean Payton contract. But one pass for Taysom Hill, one rushing uh, attempt for Taysom Hill. That's it. You're paying a guy ten million dollars. Now that's chump change in the NBA, but that's a lot of money in the NFL. That that's riches in the NFL. And he's getting two touches a game. I, I don't. I don't get it. What's he put on the team? Uh, you know, can he quarterback full time? No. Well, you got to use him more than once. I mean, you had stink six stinking points until the final quarter when you got the oh by the way touchdown with four minutes left. And even that was a gift because the Ravens decided to stop playing because they thought the guy was uh, out of bounds and he ends up going down the sidelines forty yards for a touchdown. I mean, you, you talk about bumbling, stumbling organizations. Boy, Saints got to be near the top. It's amazing this year around the NFL. Some of these organizations, whether it's the Colts, whether it's the Raiders, now whether it's the Saints, uh, Commanders, Washington, they don't know if they're coming or going. Uh, Indianapolis, obviously, we mentioned. I mean, just, wow. Carolina, they're, they're almost as many... Bumbling Arizona, bumbling stuff Detroit. There's almost as many bumbling, stumbling organizations are there are solid ones. Really, it, it's it's really amazing when you really think about it. You know, count count them up. Um, what do we have in the AFC East? I'm going to take that. Dare I do this? But I'll take the Jets out of the equation. They seem to, you know, management wise. Not quarterback-wise, but they, they seem to be headed in the right direction. All right, uh, the Cleveland Browns. My goodness, uh, talk about instability and just bumbling, stumbling. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, absolutely. Houston Texans, absolutely. Jacksonville with Peterson will say they stabilize things. Raiders are a farce. Uh, Commanders, Washington, a joke. Detroit, pff, you, you don't even have to like give a reason. You just know. Uh, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and Arizona. Nine teams. All right, maybe not half. Nine out of the 32 teams are like stumbling, bumbling organizations. It's just, and the Saints, right? You're paying a guy $10 million and you're going to have him on the field for two plays. Wow. I wish I had that kind of job. And you have a somewhat serviceable you know, quarterback sitting there waiting to get his opportunity. And you're not going to put him in. You're going to keep 50-year-old Andy Dalton in there. Then, then they clearly want to lose, right? I mean, is, is that you know, at three and six now, is that what they're telling the world? We clearly want to lose. You know, same thing with the Indianapolis Colts. Again, I keep on bringing this up, but still a lawsuit that doesn't go away. I mean, Brian Flores accusing the Dolphins of losing on purpose. You know, in the NFL, taking away draft choices and this and that, looking into the Dolphins and and everything else. Meanwhile, what do you think the uh, Indianapolis Colts are doing by benching Matt Ryan and putting Sam Ellinger, who just absolutely blows in there? What do you think the Saints are doing by keeping Andy Dalton in there and not giving either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston a chance at this point? They're, they're, they're tanking. They're losing on purpose. That's all. They're just being wiser about it. So Baltimore gets the win. Under comes in. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Taysom Hill go collects his uh, $10 million paycheck. Amazing. Frank Reich fired by the Colts. Was it the uh, Reich move? Time to tank, I suppose, right? Three, five, and one. You know, we killed him. Losing to the Jaguars, obviously, last year. 
win, they're in the postseason, lose, they're out. They lose. All right? Stuff like that happens somehow. I mean, it shouldn't, but all right, you just kind of write it off as uh, we effed up. But we're going to go get them next year for sure. We're going to have this huge chip on our shoulder all offseason. Every single one of you guys, you're all coming back for the most part. We are going to work our tails off. We are going to be so driven, so motivated. We're going to be chomping at the bit to get the season started, right? This year, they opened up the season with god-awful Houston. Worst team in the NFL, more than likely. They can only tie them. All right, you give them an excuse. You say, all right, they're going to face the Jaguars next week, those guys. So this is the team that cost them last year. This is the team that has motivated them all offseason. So, all right, maybe they took Houston for granted a little bit, but you can't blame them with uh, with Jacksonville on the schedule next week. Next week against Jacksonville, they not only lose, they lose 24-0. That's what Frank Reich should have been fired. That, right, right then. If you can't get your guys inspired, motivated to play after the way their season ended last year, and you open up the following year with those tomato can performances, that sealed it for me. That sealed it for me. You know, coordinators are the guys with the X's and O's. Head coaches are the guys that have to put it all together and have to get their guys ready to play. And if they're not ready to play, no matter how good you are, you're not going to win. It's as simple as that. You know, look at Tampa Bay. Look at Green Bay. Now, some of that may have to do with talent, but a lot of it is you have to get your guys ready to play. And if they're not, you're not winning in this league, even against the worst teams in the league. And he just doesn't inspire his team for whatever reason. They tuned him out. So I have no issues with him being fired. Now, Jeff Saturday being brought in, is he being brought in to lose? Um, he's not going to win with Sam Ellinger. This guy has no business being in an NFL uniform, right? Does Matt Ryan get another crack now that they brought in the head, co- the, the a new head coach? Kind of telling the world that it maybe wasn't the quarterback's fault. It was the head coach's fault. They're only two games out of a playoff spot with eight games left. I mean, it's not like there are four games left and they're three out. I mean, you got half the season left. So... You know, do you play Nick Foles? I don't know how Sam Ellinger got to jump over Nick Foles, but don't forget he's on that roster. Last time I checked, he's got a Super Bowl ring. I know he's not great, and I know he's kind of, you know, uh, failed a couple of other opportunities after that, but he's he's better than Sam Ellinger. You know, so that I would think the next question for Jeff Saturday would be, you know, does Matt Ryan get another crack? Because out of the 53 other players outside of Ryan and Ellinger, there's not a one after watching Sam play these last two weeks that thinks he should be the starting quarterback. So if he wants to talk about winning and culture and believing in the guys and all that other mumbo-jumbo, get get the right quarterback in there. If not, then this is just a sinking ship. All right, opposite picks. We'll go over our pyramid plays and uh, shots on goal next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, 844-843-6879, our toll-free telephone number. Again, that's uh, 844. Let me uh, just open up the uh, file I need to open up here. 844 843 
Six eight seven nine right here on uh, Sports Grid Sirius XM one five nine. You know that kind of reminds me of uh, that, that kind of reminds me of uh, you know Rocky. You know when Rocky's talking to the trainer there, Mick. And, uh, you know, Mick is trying to convince him to come back, and he's, he's got all his talent. You got this. And then Rock says, yeah, I got talent. I got heart. I got drive. I don't have a locker, though, do I, Mick? You know, it's, it's same thing for John Harbaugh. Yeah, Lamar plays great. He's this. He's that. Uh, I play at another level, but I don't have a new contract, though, do I, John? Yeah, you can throw all these accolades out there. Not that he's necessarily signing off on it. I, I'm guessing it's, you know, management and the ownership, but still – just uh, it just kind of reminds me of all that stuff. Uh, ESPN there with the call. Isaiah likely. Uh, it was unlikely that Isaiah would only have one catch because it came on the first. Uh, that that touchdown catch was his only catch of the game. Uh, over forty three and a half. Look golden, golden with that twenty three yarder. Uh, I never saw the ball again. Amazing. Bills by the way in trouble. How about that? Maybe just maybe Josh Allen has a busted elbow. He's going to go MRI and URI and PRI and everything else today to figure out what's going on. Uh, came on the last drive when he was making a pass, and uh, one of the Jet uh, defensive linemen uh, hit the ball out of his arm. His arm kind of went tweaked the wrong way. So the Buffalo Bills season could be going up in smoke. If they come back and say his arm is done, wow. Um, that's that would be the end of that, obviously, for the Buffalo Bills. And that just opens the door just a little bit more for our beloved Miami Dolphins. Good luck winning in the NBA. I don't know how we did it last year, but we actually had a winning record. And we did a pretty good job with the free picks. I offer up free picks on the website. Uh, we went like a, a, as $100 better. Everything's based, based on $100. We won like $2,000 last year. We, we were like 30 games over 500, whatever it was, 25 games over 500, giving out the free picks. And then with the premium guys, they made out as well. So we actually did a good job in the NBA somehow or another. I say that only because last night, Trey Young doesn't play for the Atlanta Hawks. They're taking on the undefeated Milwaukee Bucks. The Hawks have no shot, right? Hawks win. James Harden out for the 76ers. And B did come back, but still, their second best player not playing. 76ers hosting the 7 and 2 Phoenix Suns. Sixers got no shot. They win. Kawhi Leonard misses another game for the LA Clippers. They're hosting the 8 and 1 Cleveland Cavaliers. They got no shot. They win. Bradley Beal for the god awful biggest waste of human flesh in basketball uniforms east of the Mississippi, not playing. I mean, they only have one guy. I understand they're playing Charlotte, but they're playing without their best guy. They got no shot on the road. They beat Charlotte. I mean, you're better off not even knowing who's playing or not playing in the NBA. Seriously. Now, LeBron did not play for the Lakers, and they lost. But you know what? That didn't matter because they were going to lose anyway to the Utah Jazz. Maybe not by 20 like they did last night, but the, the, the Lakers are a sinking ship. You wait and see. LeBron's going to come up with another injury, and he's going to miss half the season. He doesn't want part of this anymore. So outside of that, though, it's 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 amazing. I mean, how does a Trey Youngless Atlanta Hawks team beat the hottest team in the NBA? How do the 76ers without Harden beat you know the hottest, second hottest team in the NBA in Phoenix? The third hottest team in Cleveland gets to play the Clippers without Kawhi, and they lose. I mean, try and figure out the NBA. It's like... Basically, ba uh, pick, uh, picking baseball games on uh, the pitcher, as I told you many times, don't do. 
right? It's, it's the same type of thing. Don't make a prediction as crazy as this is going to sound based on who's playing. Because somehow or another, one has nothing to do with the other. I, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, who in their right mind would say, give me the Atlanta Hawks at basically pick them last night against the, the, a team that's 9-0 when the Hawks don't have their best player? I, I mean, who in their right mind is betting on the Clippers? They're taking on a, a red-hot 8-1 Cavaliers team that's covered every single game except one. I, I mean, why would you do that, right? Same thing with Washington. I mean, I know Charlotte stinks, but... How could you put your hard-earned American money on, on the god-awful wins to begin with when they're playing without their best player, and yet all those teams win? Good luck winning in the NBA. We did it last year. You know why? Because I didn't look. There, there are a couple sites that show you who's playing and who's not playing and injuries and sitting out and all this other mumbo-jumbo stuff, right? I didn't look at it one time last year. Not, not once. I don't care. Uh, you know what? I think the Clippers are going to win, but they don't have this guy. It doesn't matter. Oh, the best guys aren't playing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter in the NBA. It just it just doesn't matter. All these guys are good, and all these guys come off the bench, and uh, you know they get their 15 minutes of fame, and they can all rise up for, for a game or two and play well. So I'm telling you, you're better off not even knowing, not even knowing who's playing in the NBA. Golden State did win, so are they back? Maybe they won which is an accomplishment for Golden State these days, surprisingly enough. But it was against Sacramento, and it came by three points at home. So are the standards so low now for Golden State? Now, albeit Curry had 47, but are we so giddy about Golden State actually just winning? We don't care. It came against one of the worst teams in the NBA and at home, and it was a close game down the stretch. And they had to rally. Uh, they were down but nine going into the fourth quarter. Wow. This Golden State team is really in trouble. Maz beat the Nets 96-94. Nets get the cover. Say what you want about the Nets without the Kyrie, but they are 3-0 against the spread. Nuggets beat the Spurs, 115-109. Here's another line that had sucker written all over it. Um, I knew this was, it was dirty. Knicks beat the uh, Teacups, 120-107. Minnesota at 5-5. Five five. We told you this yesterday. Only a three-point favorite against the Knicks at home. Knicks were 1-3 on the road. And the line went down to 2.5. That was one case where the line did scare me off because I loved, obviously, Minnesota. And lo and behold, and I know, uh, you know, Thibodeau going back to Minnesota, he used to coach there. I get that, but it's been a while. I don't know if that really inspired him any, but no uh, Rudy Gobert. But, you know, they didn't have Rudy Gobert last year, and they made this great run. It's it's different, you know. It, it's really teams are finding out that it's one thing to be the hunter. It's another thing to be the hunty, kind of like Tennessee football. You know, the Minnesota Teacups had a nice little run last year. They surprised a lot of people, seemingly a force this year, you know, rose up and, and, and like I said, shocked a lot of people this year, five and six, five and six, you know, teams that people think are going to be really good aren't, and teams that think are going to stink are actually doing really well. I mean, the Utah Jazz, I mean, who paid the Jazz for being anything outside of me, right? Honestly, I love the Jazz. Nine and three. They're not only good, they're like very good at nine and three. Even San Antonio, 
All right, they, they lose last night by six against a really good Denver team. They're five and six. Listen, most people didn't think they'd have five wins until January. So they're playing basically 500 ba- uh, basketball. Uh, Bulls kind of came out of nowhere last year, right? A lot expected of them this year. Six and six, even with the win last night. 76ers. Now they've had some injuries. I get that. But, you know, one of the better teams, five and six. So it, it's it's just weird how one year they can be terrific when they kind of come out of the blue, the next year when people are looking at them, little different story. Memphis, not awful, seven and four, but not quite like it was last year. You know, they are actually losing some of these games, like last night uh, to the Celtics. They wouldn't have lost that game last year. No way. So NBA is uh, very, very difficult. You got to really, really be careful. All right, 844-843-6879. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we don't have opposite picks, so I'll do the phone calls, uh, after the uh, next break. Um, one little thing here, uh, MVP awards time today or this week. I don't know when they're going to finally announce it. Who the hell cares, right? The season lasts so long, but you got the usual names up there. AL MVP, Judge, Otani, Jordan Alvarez, NL, it's Machado, Goldschmidt, and Arenado. They got the final three. Um, you know, Cy Young for AL, Verlander, Manoa, Dylan Cease. I think everyone kind of knows it's going to be Judge in the AL. It'll be probably Goldschmidt in the National League. It'll be Verlander, Cy Young. Um, Rookie of the Year will be Julio Rodriguez for uh, for Seattle. And then probably Michael Harris, Atlanta, although his teammate Spencer Strider was pretty good as well. Here's my bone of contention. National League Cy Young Award winners, three finalists. Sandy Alcantara of Miami with his 14 wins. Max Fried of Atlanta with his 14 wins. Julio Urias of the Dodgers with his 17 wins. The National League pitcher with the most wins, 21, seven more than Alcantara and Fried, four more than Urias. The same person who's tied for the fewest losses. He's got the most wins and tied for the fewest losses among top 10 pitchers. And he's a respectable 10th or a 12th in ERA is not even a top three finalist. Kyle Wright of the Braves. How stupid is that? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Normally, we do Opposite Picks this segment, but uh, with no NBA games, uh, no obviously college football or NFL, only a few hockey uh, there's about seven or eight hockey, not too bad, uh, but it, it, I didn't want to do seven uh, NHL games, and uh, there's a limited college basketball schedule as well, so unfortunately, one of those rare days where we just uh, don't do opposite picks, but we will pick it up uh, tomorrow uh, for sure. Do have our pyramid plays to get them before we hit the phones, 844-843-6879. Last night, uh, three and one, we hit with our best NFL play, the under. We hit with our best hockey play, the Bruins. Hit with our best shots on goal guy, Bergeron. The only one we lost on was Milwaukee in the NBA, uh, laying three against the Hawks, who I mentioned uh, lost outright. Shots on goal, we went three and three. We won with McDavid, Kuznetsov, and Falk of St. Louis, and we lost with Hall, Cairo, uh, and uh, Vander Kane of Edmonton. So three and three, bringing our overall numbers, not a too shabby. Um, 
Shots on goal, 40 and 24, still good for 1380 bucks if you're a $100 player. If you only play our best one, we're 6 and 2, good for 365 bucks. NHL 10 and 5, good for $455. NBA we're down to 5 and 7. So, we're going to put to bed, uh we'll, we'll we'll throw these out. At WNBA we finished up at 17 and 11. Major League Baseball we finished up 54 and 45. Uh, good for $99 bucks if you're a $100 player. So basically even. Our uh, strikeouts, we were 168 up, 114 down. If you're a $100 player, you gave yourself over $5,000. If you were playing only one, we gave out you know the best one each day. We went 43 and 21, good for $1,850, bucks, depending on the big, you know, in, in that area for you. And then with our, uh, our $10 strikeout parlays, we went 5 and 29 Good for 278 bucks. So not bad. Not bad. Uh, I, I will take it. NFL, our free picks were seven and two. College football, we need some work. We're four and seven. Uh, so we'll start fresh at all the other leagues and um, start a college basketball one uh, later on tonight as well. With our three pyramid plays, we only got three things in action. Uh, NHL, a shot at goal in college basketball. Best hockey play tonight, under six Islanders Rangers. We mentioned this before. They played one time this year, went under 13 of the last 16 meetings. Uh, these two teams have had uh, five goals or less, so under six. So 13 and three, that's your best bet. Best shot on goal, and I'll give you all of them here in a second, but I do like uh, Trevor Moore, two and a half for the L.A. Kings. Ten of his 14 games, he's had three, uh, I was going to say strikeouts, three shots on goal or more. So Trevor Moore of the LA Kings against Minnesota. And then our best college basketball player is a very limited schedule. How about a, how about a little Coppin State plus 18 and a half at Georgetown? Why not? Well, we'll go there. I have uh, a bunch of shot on goal guys. Two, four, six, eight. Eight guys for you. So I'll get to those in a second. First up, though, let's hit the phones. 844-843-6879. Our good buddy, Dom in East Rochester, starts us off today. What's up, Dom? How are you? I'm okay, Scotty. How are you this morning? Not bad. Not bad. What's on your mind? Listen, I have a rebuttal to your rebuttal to me yesterday. But first, I have okay. to tell you, I make this call. I make this call with a heavy heart because... You know how distraught I am over the possibility that the Flubbelow Bills could be losing their quarterback. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're very yeah. distraught. You might not even be able to work right. uh, for a couple of days, I'm, I'm sure. Right. Yes. As, as, especially because we'll be visiting them right after we visit you. I think they're our That's next right. game after we visit you. That's so, right. Yeah. Anyway, Scotty, uh, before, before the rebuttal, you know, Scotty, you know, Baseball's my passion, but they, they just get rid of these the way they deal handle them. Honest to God, just get rid of them. They're a joke. They're a joke. Scotty, don't think for one minute, and I don't really care, but don't think for one minute that Otani can't win this MVP. All right? Now, he probably won't, but he'll get a hell of a lot of votes, Scotty, over Judge. They'll get a lot of votes. But well, they the, got the, the three finalists, so he's not one of the three finalists. So he's the, the three finalists they announced yesterday were Judge, Otani, and then uh, Jordan Alvarez uh, of the Astros. Yeah. So it but, won't but be the, the, the pitcher, the pitcher you mentioned is is a 
It's a joke. It's yeah, a that's joke. stupid. Anyways, the guy's got guys, more wins, less losses, and in uh, an ERA that's very comparable. Uh, he has more strikeouts than two of the uh, other three guys, uh, and yet he's not even a, a, a top three finalist. I mean, it, it's crazy, Dom, how they just don't care about wins and losses. It's it's the dumbest thing in the world. I told you, just get rid of them. They've made us. They've made a joke out of it. But anyway, the rebuttal that I have is. You know, I, yesterday I told you that the Boston Red Sox were a disgrace because they weren't re-signing their players. And then, of course, you said, well, you know, uh, that uh, Pat calling the kettle black because the Yankees are not signing Judge. But uh, my feeling on that is that the, the Yankees can't sign Judge, Scotty, because my general manager already blew his money on a couple of stupid things, three actually that come to mind, Stanton, uh, uh, Cole, they overpaid Cole for for what he is, and and yeah. even Donaldson, what's that, nothing, $25 million? Where the Red Sox, I, the only one I can think of, Scotty, is this sale. You know, that that's the only... Uh, uh, you know, millstone that I think that the Red Sox have, unless you tell me differently, I, I'll take it. Oh, you that's, know, that's the main I, one. I just think that. Pardon? That's the that's the main one. They got a couple of other guys like Obaldi yeah. making like fifteen million, but as far as like monster crazy ones, yeah, it's it's just sale. Scotty, if they if they here's another thing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, would you rather have? Who's your guy there? Um, uh, Bogarts? It's Bogarts, right? Yeah, Bogey. Yeah. Would you, if you were uh, uh, running the Detroit Tigers, would you rather have Bogarts or Judge? Uh, Bogarts, probably. Of I mean, because of the injury factor, yeah. He, he's and not how about the and age? Judge always is. Uh, and how the about age? the yeah. age? You know, yeah. so there's no way that the Yankees are, are going to sign a, a judge it, it, the way I see it. Do, you, do I want him? Of course I want him. But Cashman already blew his money. Cashman uh, has been done the last few years as bad a job as uh, Dombrowski did for those teams. You know, everybody's gushing over Dombrowski. Maloney. You know, he, he comes in, he buys a bunch of players overpays him, and then he leaves and goes someplace else. He screwed up your team, didn't he? Yeah, well, he, he uh, appreciate the phone call, Don. We got to run. He, he, yeah, he's the one who gave the contract to Chris Sale. Uh, the, the, that ridiculous contract that that's you know going to hamper them for the next uh, three years. Yeah, they don't really have a second monster, monster contract. They, they kind of spread it around. Um, you know, the Evaldi's of the world, you know, they're making like their 10, 15, you know, 18 million dollars, but nothing crazy, crazy, but yeah, Bogarts is thirty. Also, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what deals these two guys get. Um, you know, the other thing with the Yankees is Anthony Rizzo opted out of his contract. They gave him a two-year deal with an opt-out after the first year, so he opted out. So they got to re-sign him as well. They they do have some dead wood on that team. Absolutely, you're right. You're right about that. Uh, John in Manhattan. John, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks. Hey Scott, how you doing? Hey, John, what's going on? You know, speaking of dead wood, I was 
realizing that the NBA players think that load management means wearing a condom, Scott. <laughs> yeah, maybe a few of them should actually. Um, yeah, the NBA is, is is a joke, John. As far as these guys playing or not playing, uh, these guys aren't even heard. It's it's really it's it's a farce. Scott, there was something interesting on Yahoo written by Kurt Mellon, and he said that um, Kyrie has to jump through some hoops before his suspension is lifted, and I guess he's going to appeal. He has to apologize, condemn the movie, donate five hundred grand, and meet the commissioner, but. What was interesting, the author said that he thinks the Nets put some of those things up knowing that Kyrie would not fulfill them, and then they would be justified in suspending him, which I guess counts as a conspiracy theory, but I think that's interesting. Don't you, Scott? Yeah, and I also saw a report. I didn't read the article. It might be that same one where uh, they were saying that maybe Kyrie is done in the NBA. But I don't, I don't believe that somebody, you know, if the Nets were just to cut him and just say that's it, you know, we don't even want to make a trade or whatever, uh, he's going to be a free agent anyway at the end of the year. Somebody will sign him. So somebody will. Um, you know, somewhere along the line, John, he's going to have to either apologize sincerely, which he doesn't really seemingly have done, or, or he's just going to stand on his own ground and say those are my beliefs. So, like it or not, um, this is what I believe in, and um, blah, 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 and try and sell people on on his beliefs and his right to have those beliefs, which I was kind of surprised he doesn't go with that approach, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, he, after doing what he did all of last year, you know, I don't believe in the COVID vaccination. I'm not going to do it. I don't care how much money I'm losing. So I'm a little surprised he's trying to backtrack a little bit, but I don't know if he'll ever play for the Nets again, uh, but somebody in the NBA will take him. Somebody will. Someone will resurrect him. doesn't he have free speech? Scott, real quick, I'm yeah. going to spit out eight NFL matchups. You tell me if any of them are must-watch TV, okay? Falcons at okay. Panthers. Yeah, nope. Chargers at Niners. Titans at Packers. Bengals at Steelers. Bills at Lions. Giants at Cowboys. Patriots at Vikes. Packers at Eagles. Um, depending on what Green Bay is doing, that would be something. Uh, I think Giants in Dallas isn't isn't too bad. I don't know about must see TV, um, but that would be a decent one. Um, you know, Bengals Steelers just because of their rivalry, but again, not not absolute must see TV. So really, none of them. If that's what you're you're going. I just listed the next national TV games on Thursdays, including Thanksgiving. And Sunday uh, and Sunday nights. I skipped uh, Monday night. Excuse me. Thursday and Monday uh, Monday night, Scott. And three out of eight at best are must watch TV. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, that's a good call, John. You know what the problem is? Problem is, there's just not that many good teams in in the NFC. That's you know where the problem lies. So you can you know outside of. What Seattle? Would you ever say they're must see TV? No, I mean Minnesota seven and one, and Philadelphia six and zero, oh, and then you got Dallas at six and two. That's really it. If, if you don't want to include the Giants in there, and I get that, but Tampa Bay and San Fran and the Rams and the Cardinals uh, and the Buccaneers and the Packers, uh, there isn't just. It's not that they haven't chosen those teams. There aren't any teams to choose. Uh, believe it or not, and, and even in the AFC. After everything is said and done, what do you have? Kansas City, Buffalo, they're 6-2. and two. You're not going to say the Jets? Are the Dolphins on that level? 
Tennessee at five and three. So even if you could handpick John two teams, I don't I don't know outside of Kansas City, Buffalo, and Philadelphia, and uh, are, are there any? So all right, we'll close up shop next. Opposite Pick Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let's wrap up. A couple things here. Baseball notes. Yes, Anthony Rizzo did opt out of his contract, so the Stanky's got to uh, try to find a way to pay him. He made $16 million, uh, this past season. Uh, he'll probably get a little bit more than that after his 32 home run performance this past year. Angels say they're not trying to trade Shohei Otani this offseason. Yeah, you talk about signing your own pink slip. The owner wants to sell. One of his main assets is Otani. There's no way in the world they would ever have permission to trade Shohei Otani. Uh, you know, as they're trying to trade the franchise and have him as a big piece of it. Or maybe the owner would say, no, get rid of him. But there's no way in the world Angels management would ever have their permission uh, to trade him. I, I, it would be stupid to do so unless you just think, uh, you know, for whatever reason, that's going to cost you money when it comes to selling the team. All right, shots on goal. I'll post these on the uh, hockey page of the website. Uh, love Tage Thompson of Buffalo. Jeff Skinner of Buffalo as well. Both at three and a half, but they're taking on an Arizona team that gives up the third most shots on goal per game. Got to go with Edmonton's Connor McDavid and Vander Kane. Kane let us down last night. They're taking on Tampa Bay, which gives up the fifth most shots on goal. McDavid, by the way, 10-3 and three his last 13 games or this season, uh, getting four shots or more. 10 of the 13 games. Not bad. Got to go with Steven Stamco. Same game, three and a half. He's eight and four, getting four shots on goal on the year. Cole Caulfield, the Montreal three and a half against Detroit. Uh, he's eight and four, getting four shots on goal. How about our best play, Trevor Moore, two and a half minus one thirty versus Minnesota. Ten and four on the season, getting three shots or more. And last one, Minnesota's Matt Boldy, same game against the Kings. He's two and a half minus one thirty as well. He's eight and three in getting uh, three shots or more on goal on the season. So Thompson, Skinner, Buffalo, McDavid, Kane, Edmonton, Stamkos, Tampa Bay, Cofield, Montreal, Moore, Kings, Boldy, Minnesota. Good luck with all your plays, my friends. Stevens, Lisi coming up next. Football full circle. We'll talk to you later on tonight in Play Sports Tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Enjoy your day.